The physical space of the womb is what the patriarchy has hijacked as the uterus. And um, the reason why the patriarchy has done this is because we only are conditioned to see the womb when a baby is being created in it. Mm. And that's because the womb without creation is the void. It's the space of the unknown. And we are terrified of that space. Welcome to the Goddess Talk Podcast, a platform inspiring you to remember your power, step into your divine purpose, and activate your most fulfilling, abundant life. Join me and my guests for conversations around spirituality, self-development, wellness, women's empowerment, and soul-led business. I'm so grateful to have you with me. Let's jump in. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. Super happy to be with you here, as always. And in today's interview, I am chatting with Lauren Megan, who is the Pleasure Priestess. I will get into the overview and all the details in a moment. But first, I want to talk about intuitive ignition sessions with you. If you listened to last episode, I shared a little bit about these. And since then, some of the spots have gone. I have started having these calls with the women who have said yes. And I want to share a little bit about what's been going down and also share more about these sessions if this is your first time hearing about them or if you've been following along but you're thinking about saying yes to one of the spots. So... I created intuitive ignition sessions essentially for the woman who is navigating some sort of transition or redirection in her life. And there there is an intuitive knowing that there is a more authentic, more fully expressed, more liberated way for her to be living. So some of the women that have said yes so far are thinking about leaving long-term relationships. Some of them are thinking about quitting their jobs to either start a job with more purpose or to start their own businesses. Some of them already have their own businesses but are considering making some sort of a pivot in their business are considering doing business in a way that's more in alignment with their gifts or doing business in a way where they get to be more freely expressed and use their voice in a more authentic way. I've had people considering a major move or wanting to do some really epic international travel for an extended time. There have been people thinking about doing something really unconventional to heal their physical bodies. There are really people all across the board. But the common thread is that there is a lot of awareness around this next chapter. But there's also some resistance to fully saying yes, to fully claiming the new identity, to fully claiming the new path. And then especially around taking action 
it probably feels like the vision or the desire is kind of far away from who you presently are or what you're presently experiencing. And so, so far in the sessions and also what I intend for the remainder of the sessions is the focus has really been anchoring into even more clarity, even more certainty and self-trust. And then also in really moving through that experience of stuckness that might be showing up. So we will look at limiting beliefs, we'll look at giving yourself just full permission, we'll look at fear that might be coming up around risk or failure or disappointment or rejection or judgment. And then we'll also look at the discomfort that is probably showing up around taking action. So the women that have already had their sessions are saying things like, this completely shifted their perspective, this dissolved limiting beliefs that have been holding them back for a long time, that they truly felt in their power and clear about their next steps, that immediately after their session, they were unstuck and already taking action. People have said that this was exactly what they needed, even though they didn't know it, or that what came through was exactly what they needed to hear, that it was a light bulb moment, it was speaking to their soul. (sighs) They've been really, really beautiful sessions so far. And if you are feeling intrigued, if you're feeling the call, if you're feeling the desire to say yes, I would absolutely love to drop in with you for one of these sessions. They are just single one-off sessions. They're 60 minutes. They are $33. And I still have a few spots left. So if you would like to join me for one of these, you can book directly through the link in the show notes. Right after checkout, you'll be redirected to my calendar where you can grab a time slot. Um, Or if you have questions, as always, you can DM me on Instagram. I'm always available to chat if you want to make sure that this is the best fit for something specific that you're navigating in your life. I would love to yeah, chat with you and make sure that this would be the perfect support for you. So I'm at I am Kristen Lynch on Instagram if you want to reach out to me there. And yeah, babes, I can't wait to have the remainder of these sessions with those of you feeling the nudge to say yes. All right, so this interview with Lauren Megan was so beautiful. I had tears flowing, I had chills, and then I was sweating. It felt like just exactly what needed to come through for the two of us and also just for the collective in general. So we started with hearing about Lauren's story. She shared how she came into womb alchemy work and her journey specifically through pregnancy and also her initiation into motherhood. We also chatted about the initiation from maiden to mother, both in life and then also how that can show up in our business and in leadership. And then we have sort of an open chat about how we've both observed the sisterhood wound and also the witch wound playing out in the coaching industry, in spiritual communities, in healing spaces online and in person, and 
kind of our thoughts about what all of this means and some of the challenges with trying to bring regulation into these spaces and this kind of deep healing work. And so we also talk about what it looks like to be liberated in your leadership, to really trust yourself and the medicine and the wisdom that wants to come through you, while also being really in integrity. Um, And also what it looks like to really stand in your sovereignty in a patriarchal culture. So whether that is through your pregnancy journey, through motherhood, in your business, in your leadership, in your relationships, what that looks like and what's what that has looked like for both myself and also for Lauren. And then we get into womb alchemy. So Lauren gives an overview of what the womb space is and why essentially all women need healing in this area. And then what it looks like to start to reconnect to the yoni and the womb when you've been living disconnected for maybe most of your life. And then the beautiful alchemy that happens from making this reconnection, from numbness, from difficulty receiving, from being turned off, closed off, to pleasure, abundance, wealth, receivership, love in all parts of our life. So this conversation was so beautiful. It touched me to my core. It just felt like exactly what was meant to come through did. It surprised us both in many ways, what we journeyed through. But I really trust that this was exactly what was needed so yeah i really hope that this lands with you and if you listen and you receive value we would both appreciate so much if you shared with a friend with a sister to your social media you can always reach out to either of us on instagram and let us know your thoughts ask us any questions that you have we both love to yeah connect um and I'm going to leave it there. I really hope that you enjoy listening. I'm sending you all lots of love and I will see you on the next episode in a couple weeks. Welcome back to the Goddess Talk podcast. I'm here today with Lauren, who is a full spectrum pleasure coach and priestess who helps women awaken and activate pleasure, purpose, and sacred consciousness. I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Huge welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I'm really excited to dive in. Okay, cool. So let's just start with hearing about your story. I'd love to hear your background um, and especially how you got into um, womb healing and uh, womb alchemy work. I'm super curious about that. And I know we're going to be talking about that that today. So yeah, tell us, tell us how you got here. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because I kind of fell into this work. Um, really divinely. Um, so stepping into motherhood, I think was the first, like the really big initiation on this journey. 
and it was 2018 and I was somewhat like playing in the online space and playing with being a health coach and a fitness coach and um, I was also going through training to be a flight attendant with a pretty big U.S. carrier and I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter and you might hear her she's fighting her nap right now <laughs> she's three now um, we love it and yeah I'm pretty sure she's on every interview I do um which is pretty amazing I'm so um, here for that yeah <laughs> the realness of being a mother and an entrepreneur and all of it so yeah I found out I was pregnant and um I was you know I was already like on this spiritual journey I think I've always been um deeply devoted to spiritual practice I was raised Catholic and although um the like secular religion aspect never really spoke to me I was kind of always a rebel in that space I you know it was definitely the like bad girl <laughs> of sorts in school mm -hmm. that was really like questioning a lot of um, what was being taught and the teachings. And I was always actually like really curious around women and the church and their roles. So um, I became pregnant with my daughter and I found myself in this really uncomfortable void space. I found myself um, really in the, the, depths of healing who I thought I was and who I was meant to be. And uh, around six months pregnant, I decided to create a coaching business, um, starting off like just very basic, like spirituality and mindset and manifestation. <laughs> and um, yeah, when I had my daughter, I was really intentional and I decided to have a birth at a hospital and birth in a birthing center. So um, I experienced like the wholeness of, of birth and labor and bringing a baby into this world. And it was really like this divine awakening. Um, and I think that was, you know, looking back, I didn't really understand all the pieces, but now doing the work that I do, it was really that womb wisdom coming online and like that um, deep knowing that as a woman, um, I have this gift of birthing life into this world. And I didn't fully understand. I understood threads of it. Um, a big lesson for me in that birthing experience was surrendering into my own body and trusting my body. Um, I stalled out at nine centimeters. And um, when I say stalled out, I <laughs> was in labor. I was nine centimeters my midwife and my doula were like, we're ready for you to push. They put me in the water and my baby wasn't ready. I don't think my body was ready. And um, I ended up laboring for like another nine hours and it was really intense. She went sunny side up. So it was really intense back labor. And I was kind of like in and out of consciousness. And um, they put me back in the water because it was really the only space where I can get a sense of like relief from the pain and um, my midwife came up to me and she, you know, I was kind of at that point where I was like, I can't take it anymore. Like this is too much to hold. And it's so interesting because I walk with so many women now on that journey of this feels like too much. I want to be out of it. Just, you know, save me from this. 
And my midwife said, you're gonna have to trust your body and you're gonna have to surrender to your body. You're fighting your contractions and you're fighting your baby coming. And I had this like deep moment of surrender. I mean, it really was so divine where I leaned back in the water and I saw Mother Mary, Jesus, and a version of God. And I spoke to Elliot, my daughter, and I said, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet you. And um, she came out shortly after. So that was like my first real initiation into the womb work. Um, but it still yet wasn't like this conscious, like this is what I'm meant to be doing, right? Um, because, you know, to, long story short, I, I went a few more years having to um, navigate a few tests and healings and deaths and rebirths and, you know, the journey that is the feminine, the journey into the womb. And um, I got this really beautiful call to begin to understand, you know, energy and alchemy and just like figuring out like, how does this work? Like, how does energy move? How, how, how do I use my hands to heal? So I was trained in Reiki and then um, alongside that Reiki training, I started go, going into somatic trauma healing and really understanding like how trauma gets stored in the body, especially as women. And, you know, I was my first uh, student, I was my first client and I, I went really, really deep into the work myself then, you know, had practitioners who were holding me um, but, you know, I went through this phase of like, just learning how to trust myself on this journey and just, um, really like just trusting my own body wisdom and my own body knowing, um, which has essentially led me here. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot of like twists and turns and, um, the pleasure aspect was actually something that really came into the body. Um, in 2021, I left my partner of 10 years um, and the father of my of my daughter. And um, we, we took a year apart. We're actually back together now, which is like such a beautiful mm. uh, testament of just like love coming back together. And it's it's a beautiful relationship, like really the relationship I, I was calling in and manifesting. And um, I took this year of learning how to know my body and learning how to turn myself on. And my partner had said something to me. I mean, he's, he had been with me through my whole 20s. So he, he really, we knew each other, you know, like you go through life with someone and he's witnessed so many aspects of me. And he said something and it like hit me. And he said, you know, I know your body better than you know your body. And at first, like that fighter came online. I was like, all right, well, F you. I don't, <laughs> like, not true. And as I sat with it, I was like, yeah, actually, you kind of do. Like, I've never given myself the spaciousness to actually explore my own desires and my own turn on. So I took that year to explore myself. And that's where, you know, the pleasure aspect started to be birth. And, um, I started to use a lot of the, although I don't practice Reiki anymore, the energetics and like the alchemy aspect 
and the somatic healing to connect back in with my womb and my yoni and my breast and um, really reclaim what is divinely mine. So yeah, (laughs) that's how I'm here in this version of me. I love hearing how, I love hearing like the the trajectory that people go on and how everything that's happened has truly led them to the work that they're doing today. And I'm so happy that you shared your um, pregnancy and birth story as well, at least a little bit of that. I've been so moved by birth and pregnancy and motherhood and the medicine that it holds. Um, so many, so many sisters in my personal life and also that I'm connected with online have recently become mothers or are pregnant. And I've just been so in awe of that journey and also who, who they become in the awakening that I think motherhood initiates us into. And it's so interesting to hear how so many women's work shifts after they give birth or once they enter into motherhood. And it sounds like that was the case with you. Um, It's almost like I noticed that with a lot of women, it's like there's this, um, there's like a potency that happens now that you have, there's just like less, less room for fluff. There's a deepening into the work that they've been doing or, um, or an evolution in some way. And it's just really beautiful to see that. Yeah, you know, what's really fascinating is, you know, going into the womb work is really about reconnecting to the mother, you know, the great um, earth mother, right? And then the cosmic mother, another aspect of the mother, another aspect of the feminine. And um, there's also like this beautiful healing of like the mother wounding, (laughs) Um, and our relationship with our mothers. So I've definitely felt myself like shift. And um, for me personally, my journey was a lot of healing that really insecure, immature, wounded maiden that was consistently seeking external validation and worthiness and, you know, how much money I was making worthiness around my body, worthiness around, you know, all of these external factors. And, you know, I think when you shift into motherhood, again, everyone's journey is different, but when you shift into this mother archetype, um, it's really fascinating. Like you, you almost, you stop needing this validation and you learn how to begin to validate yourself And you really begin to stand in like your sovereignty and what you stand for, because, you know, there's really no room for other people's opinions and how you choose to mother. And I think for so many, I mean, I can only imagine, especially just connecting with you and feeling your energy that a lot of the women that you know, that are stepping into motherhood, probably on a similar journey of shifting the paradigm, leaning more into their feminine, having a new vision of what it means to be mother. And, you know, we're really stepping away from societal standards. We're stepping away from the patriarchy. I mean, even just to have a birth out of hospital, I, I remember, I mean, I got so much backlash, just so much of you're, you're never going to 
be able to do that. It's too much pain. You're going to want an epidural. You're going to need Pitocin. You know, like it, it was just, it's going to be horrific. Like all of these like things that we've been told. And I had to continuously just anchor into my truth. And my truth was women have been having birth for centuries, for lifetimes. Our bodies are made for this. My body will know how to birth the baby. And the baby also will know how to be birthed. Um, so it's really this reclamation of our power and who we are at our core. So their journey into motherhood, and I don't think you necessarily have to, you know, birth a baby to shift into uh, this archetype, but shifting into the embodied mother is really letting that good, that good little girl go and saying, um, like really standing in your conviction and, and being yes. unwavering in that. And that's mm -hmm. so much of the work that I do with women is that's the womb work. Like that, that's the core of the womb work is what is your unwavering conviction and your unwavering power and potential of what you get to birth into this world. Um, and are you willing to allow the good girl to die in that process? Hmm. And are you willing to allow aspects of what you thought was safety to die in that process and to really let go of every external factor of safety, every external factor of validation and feel that within yourself and allow yourself to be held in that? Yes, what's coming through for me too, as you're sharing is that it's also this reclamation of our wisdom, right? I think whether we're, because I think like you said, even if we haven't necessarily given physical birth yet, even in our leadership, there can be a transition from maiden energy to mother energy. But I think so with birth, it's like you were saying, there's like this in modern society, it's this, like, we don't, we don't know how to do this. We need to outsource this process to doctors, to a hospital, to medicine, to science, to a man in a white mm -hmm. coat, even though our bodies of course know how to do this. It happens in nature all the time. We've been doing this for thousands of years. And I think also in the leadership space, there can be this fear of stepping into the wisdom that we innately hold. We want to outsource to our mentors, to trainings, to certifications. We need uh, degrees and not that those things are all bad or not needed. There's certainly a place for those, but there's also this, there's such a need for us to be in reclamation of the wisdom that we hold and the medicine that's always been within us. And that's innate to us. And I think when we are, are willing and courageous enough to do that, our leadership will, will, will shift as well. And will be initiated into a whole new expression in our leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I have chills listening to you because, you know, that's really what shifted for me, like in, in the business world, right. And running a company and having this vision of there's medicine to give, there's something that I'm here and it's so much greater than me. Like I can never really pinpoint it. Um, and I really got to the space and I was looking at so many different 
mentors and just, you know, leaders and I was putting them on pedestals and in the process, like I, I lost my voice and um, I see it happen a lot in, in the online space around this like loss of just trust with our authentic expression and loss of trust with self. And um, it's, it's such a shame, like it's somewhat, you know, I've walked that path and I continue to walk that path. It's always kind of this, um, I'm always taking inventory. I think as feminine leaders, we have to consistently be taking inventory around what's ours and what someone else's. And if, is that our truth or are we just, you know, pulling in right these pieces and and it's actually really beautiful to pull in from other leaders i mm-hmm. i you know i don't own the right to womb work there's so i've learned womb work i've remembered womb work through listening to other leaders and through sitting in circles and ceremonies with um women on this path and um but I, but i'm always constantly just taking this inventory of is this mine is this mine and just clearing out what isn't. Um, And it's really fascinating because after that year, you know, 2021 was a really harsh season um, in business. I was like living, it was so uncomfortable. I was living in the void and just so much uncertainty. And um, I kept, I remember so vividly, I just kept praying and I would connect to the mother, I would connect to God. And I just remember just saying like, use me as a vessel. I'm here a lot. And I would connect to my womb space and I, I would ask her like, speak through me, like activate my voice in a way where it, it's just potent enough that it's received and that I'm received. And it gets to be this beautiful exchange with the women that I'm meant to serve. And slowly, like all these little pieces started coming together. And uh, 2022, I mean, it's night and day what I've birthed into this world. And one of the, my most favorite things that I receive, compliments that I receive from women who followed me on this journey, I mean, have witnessed so many transitions and deaths and all of it is you're just so embodied, like you're so Mm. embodied in the work that you give. And um, it's always like such a, like kind of like I could feel like my heart expands and my ego kind of wants to be like, are you sure? And then I'm like, yeah, this is, this is it. Like we've done, we've done and we'll continue to do. And, you know, I use the title priestess and I always explain, you know, I was very intentional with this. I resisted it for a really long time. It kept dropping in like the pleasure priestess, the pleasure priestess. And I was like, who am I to teach pleasure? (laughs) Who am I to call myself a a priestess? And um, it was something I felt and it was kind of like that witch wound almost of just like hide that aspect. (laughs) Like, even though I was, you know, I do the work and I connect very deeply to the lineage of Isis. And um, I think very similar to you, just that path. And um, finally, I was just like, okay, but, and I asked myself, what is the intention behind it? There has to be intention behind this. It's just not just a name I'll cling to, not just another title to cling to. 
And um, for me, it's the devotion of my own spiritual healing, my own growth and embodiment and the collectives and really seeing that big mission that I have for this world, especially as a mother, especially as someone who has chosen to birth life. And um, yeah, it just, it takes, it takes the ego out of, out of all of this. It's like, oh, there's actually, there's something so much bigger and so something so much more grand and the way I move and the way I play and the way I connect into my body and the ceremonies and the rituals and the practices, it's not just for me. Yes, I get to experience that. And I get to be in it. It's really for the ripple and the collective healing that happens. Um, yeah, that was just coming through. I told you, I just, it just comes in and I channel. I'm like, wait, what was the question? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like so much is coming through as you're sharing. And I just think this piece of self-trust is so deeply important because we've really been conditioned our whole lives and reinforced not to trust self. And, and as you've been saying to outsource every decision, everything that we say, everything, every piece of, um, every aspect of our work that we step into, we are afraid to give ourselves permission to own our, our wisdom and our gifts fully. And I even think that there's this, there's this conditioning of like the dangerous woman, like mm. that we're like women are are dangerous and don't listen to them. And um, it's not safe to follow her lead. Like she needs, she needs to be, uh, if she's not following someone else's methodology, she like, she's going to lead you astray or something. So I think people are really afraid to own the the calling that they are here to lead and the mission that they're here to lead the medicine they're here to bring and um but it's such an it's such an important part of leadership is is ownership of your unique coding and medicine and i also think as well it's interesting that you that you brought up um like womb work and even the word priestess. And it's interesting, I've been observing how some of these things play out in the coaching industry. And um, there's some really interesting things that happen around uh, in these spaces. Like certain women aren't allowed to be teaching these things or certain women aren't, aren't allowed to be using these titles or certain women own these spaces or there's a right way to show up in these spaces and a wrong way. And of course, like anyone, integrity is so important to me and, and should be important to all of us. But then I also see like women kind of leading these witch hunts and call outs and cancellations and shamings of other women that aren't doing the work in the way that they'd like it or in the way that they're comfortable with it or in the way that they've been conditioned to do work. Um, and I don't know if you have anything that you want to, want to have a share. lot to say. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was, I was planning on spending like a few minutes at the end talking about sisterhood wound. We haven't even gotten into womb work yet really, is, but this feels like it needs to come through. Honestly, this is the womb work. You know, it's so interesting. Uh, womb work is truth work. Womb work is reclamation of our truth more than anything. And it's a really sacred ability to no longer outsource to, the patriarchy to no longer outsource to something outside of us. Um, so it's interesting that you bring this up because 
I've witnessed it as well. Um, and I actually had a relationship with a mentor and um, because I had to stand in my truth, and my power and really not stand for that. Um, you know, I think that safety is really important when it comes to any space in which healing is done. Um, and that looks so different for everyone. Um, and also, I think that safety is something that's extremely nuanced. And what feels safe to me might not feel safe to you. And that's okay. Yes. It doesn't mean that it's not safe. Um, so I think what's happening is... Uh, that wounded masculine is really presenting itself in feminine work. Yeah. And um, we're trying to create structure and um, what's the, what's the word here? Yeah. We're trying to like create structure around something that I don't think is meant to be structured um, I think that if you want a healing experience that is dogmatic, um, that's where therapy can come in and there's nothing wrong with therapy. But when mm -hmm. it comes to this work, it's really hard to, um, you know, pinpoint what, what is the right way and what is the wrong way. Um, mm -hmm. So yes. yeah, I've seen it happen and I've really... Um, I've had to end relationships with women that I love because I refuse to decide who someone is. And I think that every time that we do that, we really take ourselves out of our power. And I think that, you know, it's that aspect of feeling as though we need to control everything. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know, it's really like, you know, we were talking about the sister wounding and, and I think that that's what it is as well is it's, we're so conditioned to like hate each other as women. We're so conditioned to um, just like pick each other apart and like, and, and in that process, we lose the connection of you know, we're all doing this work together. We all, you know, if in integrity, we really all have the same mission. That's to empower women enough that they trust themselves and that they can lead themselves and that they create wealth and that we change the circulation of wealth in this world and that we start to move more consciously. We start to move um, with the collective in mind instead of being so focused on self, we're really being focused on, and actually what's really beautiful, especially in the divine feminine work, is we realize that in the process of nurturing self, we actually can give more to the other, you know? So yeah, I think it's somewhat sad to see. Um, and, you know, I, <laughs> I, um, I really had to like unhook from those narratives around this is the way, this is the only way. Um, I, I'm so close with so many women who do similar work to me. There's different threads, there's so many different expressions. Um, in 2022, again, it was like such a huge initiation. I actually ran a three day summit 
with 23 women leaders in this space, women that I absolutely adored. And I didn't speak. I didn't give a single, uh, I did the opening ceremony, the closing ceremony. I hosted interviews, but it was not about me. I really made that intention of this is not about you. Um, we had 700 women join us wow. over the three days. And um, I could be off on my numbers, but I think it was like roughly 700. And um, it was just so powerful to see. It was such a testament. And for so long, especially in the coaching industry, I felt like such an outsider, you know, it really triggered. I went to Catholic school, so um, I was a mean girl. I was, you know, <laughs> Um, I was on the other end of the mean girl. I was definitely excluded, made fun of, bullied, a lot of things. And when I stepped into the coaching space, I started to notice that. And I started to think that I needed to pay for friends. And I started to think mm -hmm. that, you know, certain coaches were above me because of external factors. And when I created this space, it was called Pleasure, Power, and Influence, my intention was to create the table where everyone was welcomed and to really create this space, the room in which um, all women could be seen in their magic and in their medicine. And it really began this ripple of like me healing the mother wounding. And I noticed myself a few times having to hold the womb and witnessing some women in their magic and just sharing their medicine and feeling that old story of, well, if she's so in her magic, she's so embodied, then I can't be. She's so much better than me. And I really had to hold myself and say, actually, we both get to be here. There's enough space, right? It's really the energy of abundance and overflow. There's actually enough space for both of us. So I think the storylines around deciding who coaches are and deciding who's safe and what's safe and what's not safe and canceling people and demonizing people. And I mean, I've seen declarations of narcissists and cult leaders and just all of this. Um, I think it's that thread of scarcity and fear and lack within self. Mm -hmm. And what's actually fascinating is some of those teachers that are claiming that and are saying that their way is the only way or doing more harm Yes. Then I think some of the other teachers that are just in their work and in their space and um, trusting their bodies. So yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's like when the obsession with regulation and control, there's goes the word regulation. <laughs> yes. Yes. When that goes too far, even if it's in the pursuit of avoiding harm, it ends up creating harm and it ends up outcasting and excluding and creating more shame and more suppressed voices and more leaders hiding and not not showing up to be seen not showing up to serve and I, I love this point that you made that what's safe for one is not going to be safe for another what's expansive for one won't be expansive for another and that there are also people in the world on all stages of their journeys that need leaders at different stages of their journeys. And so there's not one 
archetype of a leader that's going to serve everyone. There are different fits for every human where they're at on their path. And um, also there's not one expression or archetype of a leader that is going to serve everyone. There's not one way to be feminine. There's not one way to be a healer. There's not one way to be a mentor. There are so many different expressions. And I think when we say like, this is what a priestess looks like, this is what a healer looks like, this is what a medicine woman looks like, this is what a feminine leader looks like, we're actually contributing to, um, I almost feel like we're like feeding more of like this good girl, like there's one way to show up and there's all of these different rules that we have to be following and we get have to walk this narrow, narrow line. There's no, we don't get to be these multidimensional people, but we have to show up with all of these um, specifications and we have to mm-hmm. deny parts of ourselves that, that this work is, or we've been working to reclaim and love and accept and embrace it's almost like we're we start to go in the other direction yeah I just always wonder it's like how do like there's no way to regulate womb work there's no real way there's way to create safety and anchor womb work but you can't regulate the experience for the other person right it's actually a really intense experience to go into the womb and um and look at it, but like, we don't need regulation in the coaching industry. I think we need, uh, I think what's needed is this, exactly what you said, this expression of self and this anchor into the body. Um, but I think if someone were to come and try to regulate my work, they would definitely deem me as crazy. Um, especially a priestess of Isis, a channel of Mary Magdalene. How would you even go about regulating? How do I explain that that to someone? (laughs) I can't even, I have a hard time sometimes even explaining it to my parents. I don't explain to them the the Isis part. I tried explaining I'm in this beautiful, um, it's a facilitator training, but it's this beautiful initiation into a deeper pathway of um, the journey with with um, ISIS. And it's a Kundalini dance uh, training, priestess training. And I was explaining it to my mom and she's so like linear in her thinking, which has served her. She's a Virgo, she's real linear. And, you know, um, and she's like, well, show me a move. And I'm like, mom, it's an experience. <laughs> like it's, it's an expression. I'm like, it's a, like two hour dance. And we're like journeying through the chakras and like unraveling. And she's just looking at me like, what? I'm like, it's okay. I'm healing for us <laughs> as I heal, you heal. And um, yeah, I just, I don't see how that's possible. Um, and yeah, I almost, I, I, I had to, like I said, I, I've really had to unhook from that because I got sucked in. And um, the more I was embodied in my truth, the more I was just like, that's such wounding. It's, it's, we don't need, especially as women, like, please stop regulating our bodies. Please stop trying to control our expression. That's, that's the opposite of what we need. And I send so much love to the coaches and the teachers 
um, and the perceived leaders that are on these witch hunts. Um, and I, my vision for them and my prayer for them is that they actually come back into their body and their truth mm-hmm. and maybe heal yes. some, of that, some of that wounding around control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, the last thing I'll say, because I, I, I want to move into more into womb work, but it, it actually makes me think of what we were talking about at the beginning with regulating birth. It's like, we don't trust mothers to know what's best for them, to know how to do what women have been doing for their whole life. So we've regulated it. You come into the hospital, it, it looks like this, the doctor does this and it's over in an hour or whatever it is. It's, it, there's a lot of regulation there. And it's like, we have to trust mothers that mothers know how to do this. And I think it's the same with like clients and the people that are consuming in the coaching industry as well. We have to be able to trust people to know what's best for them, to make good investments for themselves, to make good decisions and not, and not feel like they don't know they're helpless. So we need to completely regulate our teachings and we need to regulate how they consume information. And we need to regulate what their healing looks like because they can't help, they they can't help themselves. They need me to step in and save them with my 10 step process that's rinse and repeat and everyone uses. So I think there's just something to be said about, we have to actually trust the people that we're serving to know what's calling them forward and what will best suit them and contribute to them as well. Yeah. And that's what creates such beautiful coach client containers. Um, And that's something that I really empower. You know, I stopped attracting in victims and women who feel as though they need to be saved. And now it's very clear. I work with women who desire to expand, desire to be embodied. They don't necessarily know the house, but they know that there's a desire there. Um, And there's boundaries I have with my own space so that the trust always goes back to them and um, they're sovereign on their journey. Mm. Um, And it's really beautiful. I mean, it it creates this beautiful partnership and it's just like being in a relationship with a partner. Um, Yes. Why so many women are stuck mothering their men and then wonder why their men aren't the kings and the masculine that they desire. Um, So yeah, yeah, it's so healing. Oh, this is so good. I'm, I'm so loving. I know I'm everything. sweating, which is always like, it's I know me too. In. I'm like, it was like chilly and raining when we started recording. And now I'm like, I need to like take this off and I know <laughs> like tie my hair up. Um, okay. So let's, let's go deeper with, with womb work. Um, so, and I know we've cut, we've already been like dipping so much into this, but maybe like, let's go back a little bit and start with a little bit of like basics of just what is womb work and why do we need, why do essentially all women need womb healing, womb alchemy, um, need to reconnect with their yoni. And again, I know there's been threads of this throughout the conversation, but if anything feels like it didn't, it hasn't come up yet, I'd love for you to just start with the basics and, and share. Yeah, so I have something radical to share. So the physical space of the womb is what the patriarchy has hijacked as the uterus. And um, the reason why the patriarchy has done this is because 
the only are conditioned to see the womb when a baby is being created in it. Mm-hmm. And that's because the womb without creation is the void. It's the space of the unknown. And we are terrified of that space. So the physical womb is that. The energetic womb, um, most people would probably refer to it as the sacral. So they kind of, it's the chakra, the sacral chakra. Um, it's also the, the root chakra, right? So it's really the pelvic bowl. It's the yoni gates. It's the anus. It's the perineum. Um, it's the hips. It's um, the inner yoni, the womb, the ovaries, the clit, uh, and the cervix, right? So it's all of these aspects are really what encompasses the womb. And when we go into womb work, most women that come to me feel disconnected from this space. And the disconnection of the womb uh, is generational. And it comes from our mother's lineage. Uh, So there's a lot of story threads. It usually, our our womb energy will store up to seven generations worth of trauma and gold. There's gold there too. I always have to remind people there's actually... Our ancestors don't just hold trauma. There's actually a lot of power that comes from our ancestors. And I love to connect to that as well. Um, There's sexual trauma connected to this space. There's a violation of boundaries. (laughs) There's um, birth trauma. There's um, a loss of power. There's the witch wound. There's the mother wound. There's a sister wound. There's the lack of safety, lack of security, scarcity, not feeling enough. All of these stories are stored in the womb. And it's really fascinating what happens is we want it to be mindset work. (laughs) We want it to be in the mind. We want it to be a story. We want it to be something that we can tangibly connect to. And then we wonder why is my cycle not regulated? Why do I feel numb during intimacy? Why do I feel disconnected from my feminine? Um, you know, I, I'm always a bit hesitant to journey into the path of infertility because I know that that's a very sensitive space. So I honor women's experiences, but working with hundreds of women, um, that's why we have a huge infertility issue, an epidemic, especially in the West. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's so many aspects in which the disconnect between us and our womb show up and manifest. Money issues, wealth issues, all of it. I mean, it's all stored in this beautiful energetic portal that is the womb. Um, so in short, that's womb work. <laughs> And then I'll let you ask, and I'll, I'm an MG, so I'll respond a bit more. Yeah. Okay, where do I want to go? Because <laughs> so many directions that we could go, I guess. So I think everyone's going to want to know, and like you said, this isn't going to be linear, but for people that are new to this, 
what is, where do they go to begin? What do they need to begin? Like people might think that they need all sorts of different tools or fancy practices. Like what is it, what does it look like and, and how simple can it really be to begin reconnecting with these spaces? You know, what's fascinating is it's actually really simple. The work within itself is actually really simple. Um, I think the buildup of the experience is where like we kind of trip ourselves up. Um, but what our womb desires more than anything is connection. So when we just simply place our hands on our womb, that energetic space, we can place our hands in our yoni and we just close our eyes and we breathe and we, we ask her, what is it that you need? What is it that you're, you're desiring right now? Um, and there's so many different answers that can streamline, right? There's so many conversations that begin because for some women, there's nothing there. There's complete numbness. That's so common. So common is the complete numbing out of that space. If the numbing out is there, then it's usually a call to work with a practitioner to work with someone that can create a sense of safety for you so that you can begin to go into the work. Um, sometimes there's like this first sensation of like pulsation. It's like, oh, there's life here. I don't just like bleed from this space. <laughs> I don't just get penetrated from this space or orgasm from this space. There's like something alive there. There's something bigger there. Yeah. Mm, that piece uh, you just said, I just want to say quickly, I think that I just like felt that in my body because I feel like we see this space as like, it's like a utility, like it gives birth, it bleeds, it gets penetrated. And it's like, no, there's actually like, this is living. It holds wisdom. It's speaking to you. It's directing you. It's in partnership with you. Yeah. It's not just a, this functional part of your body that just <laughs> goes through motions. It's yeah. And that's what we want to create is that relationship. We want to create relationship because, you know, I know for me, there was, this was like so taboo to connect to the yoni and to connect to the womb was so taboo to touch yourself, to explore your body. Um, and then for me, like I've always had, you know, like that lower belly didn't matter how much I worked out. I just, I mean, I just always had a soft belly and I thought I had to like suck it in and hold it all in or make abs or I don't know, just like figure out how to lose it. And, um, it's such like a relationship. Like I've spent my whole life contracting and feeling like I had a grasp for life and fight to hold on. And when I started working with the womb, I realized, you know, the essence of the womb is softness. The whole, there's no forcefulness to the holding. It just gets to be, right? So what we really want to do, the first step is what is the relationship that you have right now with your womb space? And then what is the relationship that you desire to have? And that relationship will literally guide every aspect of your life, right? It creates the clarity of the next steps. Everything that I offer in this world, how I mother, how I am as a partner, how I am in sexual relations, how I am as a daughter, how I am as a coach comes from my womb. 
I always connect to her first. So I think if that's, I, I always think that's the first step is just simply beginning to explore a relationship and getting curious with that relationship and unhooking from the stories we like to make. Like I always see this, especially with my really intuitive, like psychic women that can like astro travel and shift timelines. It's always like, oh, in this past life, I experienced this and, and it's just, we're, we're in this life. And I think that that's really important is we have to be willing to explore the stories of this life and then the generational patternings of this life. And then we can be play, playful and fun and maybe go into the Akashic and, you know, explore past lives. But if it wasn't healed in a past life, it's still showing up in this life. Um, so that's something else that like comes through a lot and it's another way to disassociate with, with what's present in the body, what's actually present in the womb. Mm. So tell us as well how connecting with the womb can help us start to expand our capacity for pleasure. So mm. you said, a lot of women, when they connect to the space, they feel nothingness. And um, so, so how do we go from making that initial connection, feeling nothing to then using the womb to actually start to connect with our pleasure? Yeah. So what's fascinating is we expand our threshold to be in the experience of pain. And to be in the experience of the nothingness, to be in the experience of the discomfort, to be in the experience of the void, right? This, the, the spaces in which we don't want to be in, the spaces in which we, our minds constantly trying to be like, okay, come out, come out, come out. This is too much. Numb out, disassociate, leave, run away, hide, right? So first we actually have to expand our threshold to experience everything that has been created, the rage, the anger, all of it. Then naturally, it's so beautiful because it happens without force as we experience that. I just had a session with a client and we did this and she's experienced a really long process of grieving her mother, the death of her mother. Her mother is dying of cancer and it's been this really long grieving process. And there's this, I don't want to be in it anymore. I don't want to be in it. So we expand the threshold of being in it. We create safety in that threshold. And then we can begin to experience what pleasure feels like in the body, what sensation feels like in the body, because we bring life back in, right? And we no longer fear the death cycle that is so relevant to the feminine journey. And we allow ourselves to, by proxy, experience that and then begin to experience the sensations of, oh, this is what turn on feels like. This is what orgasmic breath feels like. This is what expansion in the body feels like because we're no longer holding on for safety, right? Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of women and for myself included, like I used to clench up every time uh, my partner would penetrate me my body would shut down and I would grip, 
I would hold myself close and I was doing it. It was a mirror for just about mm-hmm. every aspect of my life, mm-hmm. right? And when I started to just soften and just be in the body and to allow myself to experience the range of emotions, the range of experiences that get to be, then I started to allow space for the pleasure to flow in. Yes. And what's fascinating is the pleasure comes in so many different ways. You know, it's not just sexual pleasure, especially as a mother and, you know, a CEO of a company. Pleasure comes in really micro moments for me a lot of times. And I think that this gives so many women permission because, you know, for me, you were talking earlier about, you know, what does it look like to be a priestess, right? Like a priestess has to look a certain way and a successful coach has to look a a certain way. And I had this huge like ego death in Chicago right before my birthday in June. And, um, I just, like I stepped into it, like, I don't have to look, this doesn't have to look a certain way. Like pleasure doesn't have to look a certain way. When I was beginning to reconnect my body, it was like 10 minutes in the shower before I had to go be mom again. And I would just turn on music and I would feel the water hitting my body and I would just graze my breast, rub my belly, the softest spaces of my belly, connect to my yoni, and just connect to the sensations that were alive and present for me, right? It's eating chocolate. It's Mm. like just these little going outside in between client sessions and just allowing the sun to be on my skin and like just allowing these like really micro moments. The more we can hold ourselves in the micro moments of pleasure, the bigger our capacity capacity is to receive those really yummy, delicious desires that I think so many of us are fighting to get. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like we deny that there's pleasure available to us all the time. We're like, nope, I refuse to see it. It needs to be this big fancy thing and I don't have it. And I have to just wait for my life to change. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like we just, are refusing to look at it. It's, we're refusing to find it. We're refusing to drop into it. We're refusing to be our own source of pleasure. And it's so true. It's not, it's not often, sometimes it's in really big fancy acts that we would traditionally think would be pleasurable, but so often it is. It's in the way that you eat your food. It's in the way that you take a shower, the way that you go on a walk, the way that you interact with your partner. It's not it's not in something out. It's not in waiting for something to happen outside of you. And I also wanted to say with this piece of, with this idea that the womb is the void and the womb is unknown and it's dark. That's like what we hate and are so afraid of in our culture, especially in Western culture. We want nothing to do with that. And we go to long we take really long measures to avoid unknown and to, to give ourselves the sense of control, the sense of known, the sense of certainty. And so I think just any kind of connection with the womb is medicine because it, mm-hmm. it allows us to get comfortable feeling safe in the space of nothingness, in the space of unknown. And 
I also think with this idea of numbness, how so many women are feeling numb, it's because that feels safer than any type of charge. It's like any type of feeling feels dangerous to us. So when we can start to feel rage and feel the uncomfortable emotions, feel the pain, feel the fear and feel safe in that, then it's like we, we're, we, will allow ourselves to go into any type of sensation. And that's where the pleasure really starts to be accessible is when we can feel that full spectrum. And we're not like, we're not in a space where we'd rather feel nothing, where we feel safe with the full range. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm walking through with uh, my private containers called Luminous and um I had a few like individual sessions with one of my newest clients and now we're doing like the full work and she was so resistant to it. And she sent me a boxer. She's like, I'm fucking feeling it all. Like I feel it all. She's like, I don't like it. It feels so uncomfortable. And um, I just, in those moments, it's like as a mentor, as a coach, I like have to smile because I'm like, yeah this is it. This is exactly you wanted to feel, you want to feel pleasure. We have to allow ourselves to feel the edges of the uncomfortableness and of the uncertainty and everything that we've suppressed, everything that we've just put down, right? And again, that's the good girl. Mm -hmm. Just keep it inside. Just keep it all together. Present yourself a certain way and um, we have to allow that wild woman to come alive. And the wild woman is sometimes, you know, raging and <laughs> ripping her shirt off and, you know, foaming at the mouth and <laughs> sweating. And, you know, sometimes it's ugly. This journey is not always pretty. And, um, and that's okay. You know, birth isn't pretty. Mm -hmm. Birth isn't like this like overly essential experience. My birthing yeah. experience at least wasn't. I wasn't, you know, in an orgasmic birth. I actually <laughs> don't know many women that were. It's a hard, really, like it's the depths of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think like you said, it's like we want it to feel so comfortable. We've been given so many cushions, especially in the West, it's like all these little mechanisms to make things easier for us. Yes. And then we wonder like, why are we so disconnected from the body? Why do we feel so lost? Why do we feel like we have no purpose? Why do we feel like there's no drive? Why do we feel um, like relationships are surface level, right? All of these little things that are coming up and it's because we have to be willing to detach from the cushions detach from the safety, the, the illusions of safety. Mm. Yes. So the womb work, I say, I put it on like my, uh, my sales page, because it's like, it is not for the week apart. It is not, you know, we don't just like hop on a call and then you feel pleasure. We hop on a call and we're unraveling, we're going into the depths of it and we're liberating the soul and we're retrieving the soul and we're calling back our truths and we're calling back our ancestors and we're calling back exactly why we're here and we're unraveling all of the stories and all of the narratives and all of the things that have disconnected us. 
And in that process, at times, it feels as though parts of us are dying. Mm -hmm. And like I said in the beginning of this conversation is if we want to do womb work, we have to be willing to allow those parts to die. And what's on the other side is, and I have this like crazy visual, um, the sun was setting and I live in Florida. So we have like really big clouds and um, there's like two storm clouds and they were parted, but it looked like the opening of legs into the vulva. Mm -hmm. And um, and the sun was like peering through it. And on the other side was just like blue skies. And it was so symbolic for this journey of, we have to allow ourselves to go through the storm. And on the other side is the pleasure, is the bliss, is the joy. And it's full body. It's not just, oh, I feel grateful, right? And <laughs> writing writing in a gratitude journal, it's like the full body expansion of gratitude. I mean, I have so many moments throughout my day where I'm just like, wow, I'm like so grateful for this life. I'm so grateful for this experience, you know? And it's really, it's such a really liberating journey that we go through. And I really do, I have a vision to take thousands upon thousands of women into this journey and into this reclamation. Um, and unhooking, unhooking from the patriarchy, <laughs> unhooking from all of, like you said, the white coats telling us what is safe, telling us how things should look, trying to protect us from our wild and allowing us to experience our wild births, whether, whether it's physical birth of a baby or just the wild birth of self and mm. ideas and collectives and community and mission and visions and all of this. So yeah, it's really impactful, you know? Mm. I do. I'm so, I'm like so touched by this conversation. I've had like tears starting at so many different mm. points because it just, I just feel all of this so deeply. And I, I feel how many women also We'll be listening and we'll be so deeply touched and activated and liberated and healed by everything that we've covered. I'm so glad that we got to have this. And to wrap up, why don't you just share with people where they can find you if they want to go deeper, if they want to connect with you beyond this conversation? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram at the dot pleasure dot priestess. Um, and I always have offerings, I think. <laughs> I do. I, I really do. Um, I always have ways to step into my energy and my space. So um, either watch my stories or there's a links page there and you can kind of explore for yourself. And if anything sparks something within you, then just send me a DM. Uh, my private coaching right now is on a wait list, but I do have a few group offerings that are created. I also have, or being created, one's launching right now, um, which is more for these feminine-led leaders who are wanting to create like more of the tangible wealth. So getting to 10K months consistently, which was like such a big hurdle for me. <laughs> 
and um, I have a membership uh, called Dearmored, and this is to begin the journey of unraveling and deconditioning. So a lot of different spaces to step into depending on where you're at and where your comfort level is. And I also share a lot of free information on Instagram. There might be a podcast. I used to podcast and then I stopped. I'm like such an MG. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel good anymore. Um, so I'm actually working with my team right now um, to possibly create like a podcast slash YouTube channel. So I would love to have you on. Um, once that's launched, but I'd love to have another conversation with you. Yeah. Like a part two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things I, I really do. I have a really fertile creative energy. I mean, it comes in waves, but when it comes, it's like full force. So, um, there's a lot in the works behind the scenes. So yeah, just explore on my Instagram and I do lives. I do interview. I mean, I just, I try to give value um so that you know if you do decide to invest with me you know what you're receiving on the other side and yeah I also try to be like just me on Instagram as well um so that's also another compliment I love to receive I met one of my girlfriends we've been like online friends for I mean, she, we met when I was pregnant and we just, we reconnected, we connected in person for the first time a few weeks ago. And we're both like, you're exactly who you were online. You know, and it was just Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And we spent like four hours just chatting. It was really healing. Um, So don't be afraid to say hi, send me a DM and let me know that you listened and what you received and all of the things. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I feel so connected to you already. This is our first time really officially connecting for anyone that's listening. Um, So just thanks for coming on and thanks so much everyone for listening and we will see you in the next episode. Yeah, thanks Kristen. Thank you so much for listening to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you enjoy this show, I would love so much if you subscribed and left a five-star rating and review. And if you liked this episode, be sure to share it so we can spread this mission together far and wide. You can connect with me on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch and head to goddessbrandco.com for show notes and ways to work with me. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.